All right, we are live. Hey everybody, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life. Today we're going to be talking about what is an unhealthy relationship. Before we go ahead and get into that though, if you like what we're doing here and you wanna support us, give us a thumbs up, go ahead and subscribe to the channel, and be sure to hit that bell icon so that you can get notifications when we go live again. Um, and also, if you like what we talk about here on this channel, you'd probably also love our book called Be Loved for Who You Are, which will help you set yourself up to have a great, healthy relationship. Okay, so what is a healthy relationship? Now, I wanna just get some really obvious stuff out of the way here now. Obviously, if you're in a situation that involves any sort of abuse, physical, emotional, etc., um, that's clearly not a healthy relationship if you're in any sort of situation where you do not feel safe um, and it's because of actual things that are happening in the relationship uh, not because of like weird mindset things that you have from past experiences um, then that is definitely an unhealthy situation and I would strongly recommend that you remove yourself from that situation and do what you can do to uh, make that situation no longer an unhealthy situation. And most of the time that'll probably involve removing yourself from that situation and ending, ending any sort of relationship or uh, connection that you have with the unhealthy person. Um, so yeah, that's the obvious stuff aside. Beyond that, an unhealthy relationship is a relationship where, well, maybe the best way to start this out is to talk about what a healthy relationship is. Now, we talked about this in a previous video. I'll go ahead and link up to that over there. Um, in the replay of this, of course, if you are watching this live, you may not be able to see this. Uh, but um, a healthy relationship is one where you can fully trust each other. You know, you don't have to spy on each other. You don't have to constantly be keeping tabs on what the other person is doing whether or not they're opening and reading your text messages. You don't have to have some weird program or app that's going to uh, monitor when they receive it, when they open it, how many times they open it, and all of that stuff. You just, you just have like an, a, an inherent sense of trust between the two of you. And you know, yeah, if you just met each other, you may not trust each other very much because you don't have much of a, a history with one another. And you know, if you have had some issues with trust in the past, it may take some time for that trust to come back and for it to be restored. But there should be a level of trust in a healthy relationship. Um, another thing that healthy relationships have is they really allow you to fully express yourself. They really allow you to share of who you are and what you're going through with your partner freely. You know, there are no topics that are off limits. There are no topics that are taboo. There's no topics that you have to tiptoe around. There's no topics that you need to avoid. Uh, you can bring anything to the table and they can bring anything to the table with you. And that is a good sign of a healthy relationship. Now, another sign of a healthy relationship is when the two of you have some sort of shared vision or shared goals that you want for yourselves, for your life, for the two of you together, for each other. And that way the two of you can, can work together and support each other and cooperate in making these sorts of things happen. Those are characteristics of a healthy relationship. And an unhealthy relationship 
is going to be when one or more of these characteristics is absent. So let's talk a little bit more about that. So um, trust, that's one of the main things in a healthy relationship. So a lack of trust, which is due to you know, things that are happening within the relationship um, is a sign of an unhealthy relationship as well. So this might show up as constantly monitoring one another, constantly keeping tabs on where you're at, what you're doing, you know, wanting to see your text messages in your phone, wanting to uh, read your emails or other things like that. Um, you know, if you can't trust your partner to have private text messages, or if you can't trust your partner to have email conversations that, that you don't have ready and willing access to, um, then that is a, is a problem. And if your partner doesn't trust you to do those things, that's a problem too. It means what is causing there to be a lack of trust between the two of you, and what do you need to do to fix that trust? If, you, if this is even a relationship that's good to stay in. Um, and if you can't trust each other, you know, is this really the right situation for you to be in when you have the opportunity to be in a relationship with somebody that you could trust, right? Because everybody has that opportunity out there. You may not see it, but you don't have to settle for being in a relationship with somebody that you can't trust or somebody who does not trust you, okay? Now, you know, of course, this is all based off of the assumption that, that the two of you are not doing any shady things with one another and that you have good reason to trust each other, okay? You, you can't just demand trust when you're constantly uh, saying one thing and doing the opposite. Um, other ways that an unhealthy relationship may uh, show up or reveal itself would be through isolation, right? If you're in an unhealthy relationship with somebody else, that person may try to isolate you from other people, your friends, your family members, and stuff like that. They are trying to do this. Most, of, I, I, I would hesitate to say that they are intentionally trying to do this unless they are an incredibly toxic person, but they are probably doing this unconsciously, and they are doing this probably because they want to keep you to themselves. They don't want to have to share you with other people. And, you know, this is obviously not a, a healthy dynamic. People would need to have their own life in a healthy relationship outside of the relationship. It can't just be about, you know, you and your partner together and then, you know, screw the rest of the world. Um, you need your own life. You need your own experiences. You need your own friends. You need your own hobbies. You need your own things that you do. You still need to be an individual person. If you don't do that, you can quickly go down the slope towards something that people may call a codependent relationship. They may call a fused relationship. They may call it an enmeshed relationship, but it's not a uh, very healthy dynamic. Um, unhealthy relationships often also involve manipulation, emotional manipulation, to try to get things to happen, to try to make things happen, to try to get you to do what the other person wants you to do. They may do this through, I mean, there's like a, a, a countless number of tools and strategies that they might have, but you know, they might do things like guilt trips in order to make you feel bad about 
not doing what they want you to do, or they might like really warm up to you to, to kind of entice you to say, yeah, let's, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're in a good mood, you're happy. If I appease you and do whatever this is, you'll continue to stay that way. Um, and that's another tool, and, and uh, uh, that's another form of manipulation that people may use to create an unhealthy dynamic. Other clues that you might be in an unhealthy situation would basically just be walking on eggshells. You, you don't feel as if you can really bring yourself completely and transparently to the dynamic, to the interaction, to the relationship. There are things that are off limits, whether that is um, some way that the other person is interacting, whether that's something that you want that you don't feel that you can comfortably and honestly share with your partner because that's going to make them spiral out of control on some sort of emotional thing. You think it's going to hurt them deeply in some way. You know, assuming that what you want is like a totally normal thing, like, hey, I want to spend some time with my friends or whatever, right? And basically, it's a lack of being able to bring your full self to the relationship and the interactions. And if you notice any of these things going on in a relationship that you have, it's good to just bring it up, just speak it. Because oftentimes these are, these are things that we just tiptoe around. We don't actually bring up and talk about. So you might say something like, hey, I noticed that you constantly want to read my text messages. Is there, is there something that you're afraid of? Is there some reason that you don't trust me? Right? And you can actually have a conversation. And maybe they might say, oh, well, yeah, it's because you did this thing or because this thing happened in the past or because my previous partner was this way or that way or something. And, you know, at that point, you can actually be in a conversation about it as opposed to tiptoeing around it, as opposed to avoiding it, as opposed to all of that stuff. Or, hey, I've noticed that whenever I want to do something and you want me to do something else, you often do these things that I would consider to be guilt trips, such as saying this or such as saying that. And, uh, you know, they may not be aware of it, they may not want to be a, uh, a contributor to an unhealthy dynamic. And so simply just bringing awareness to the issue can sometimes um, get them to realize how they're bringing themselves and creating a unhealthy dynamic. Um, but again, you know, your job isn't to change them. Your job isn't to fix them or fix the relationship or anything like that. Your job is to say and speak transparently about what's going on. And if they're unable or unwilling to make the dynamic a healthy dynamic, then your job is to know what you want, which again, hopefully that is to actually be in a healthy relationship and a healthy dynamic. And, uh, if that's the case, then you need to say, okay, um, this is not a healthy relationship, this is not a healthy dynamic, and this is something that doesn't seem like we can really work and get to change, so I think it's best if we uh, ended this relationship. That way, you can create the space in your life to actually welcome in 
a healthy relationship. Welcome in a partner who is going to trust you, who you can bring everything to the table with, who you don't have to walk on eggshells with. And this can be hard. I know a lot of people, they, they see these videos that I put up online and they always have these like, yeah, but situations like, oh, well, yeah, but like, what if, what if I'm dating somebody with narcissistic personality disorder? What if I'm dating somebody who's depressed? What if I'm dating somebody with borderline personality disorder? And the, the basic answer to that is, well, first of all, number one, I'm not a psychologist. And even if I was a psychologist, the internet and a YouTube video is not the appropriate way to get proper psychological uh, services. But um, what I would advise anyone to do is to accept that your, your partner, this person in your life, has narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, depression, whatever it may be, and to say, okay, that's who you are. You're somebody with narcissistic personality disorder. Do I want to be in a relationship with somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder? If the answer is yes, that's great. If it's okay for you to be in a relationship with somebody with narcissistic personality disorder, fine. Accept it. Don't try to change it. Don't try to get solutions to it. Don't try to get ways to, to, to fix the problem or anything. Just accept it. Because if you're trying to change it, then you're not accepting it. If you're trying to fix it, then you're not accepting it as it is. And if they have some sort of psychological disorder or something like that, um, and you're not okay with it, then clearly you're not okay with it. And if you're not okay with it, then you need to leave that relationship. It doesn't make you wrong for wanting to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't have borderline personality disorder, manic depressive, narcissistic, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't make you wrong. It's just the two of you aren't a good fit for one another. And uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's really that simple. Um, you don't have to try to force a square peg through a round hole. You really don't. It's incredibly stressful. It's incredibly frustrating. And most of the time, you're just going to end up failing. So it's best to just say, okay, what do I want? And am I willing to accept where the other person is? If they're the same thing, then that's great, that's cool. If they're not the same thing, you have to say, okay, I want this, and this person is offering me something different, and I'm going to love myself enough to say, no, thank you. Doesn't make them wrong, doesn't make you wrong, just means that the two of you aren't a good fit for one another. Okay, so that's what an unhealthy relationship is and hopefully a little bit of an idea about what a healthy relationship might look like. Um, if you would like to learn more about how to have a great relationship, you'd probably love our book called Be Loved for Who You Are. You can find out more about that over at modernlove.life book. Anyway, uh, let's see if we have a couple of questions or something. I noticed the turnout is a little bit less today. I tried to queue up this video um, yesterday, so you guys had more of a alert about it, but maybe it was just way too early and you guys got the notification and forgot. Um, let's see. Hey, Clay, just started your book. I am on chapter two. Wanted to say this has already helped me. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's disappearing. There it is. Okay. My ex will talk to me one day. The next read messages, but no reply. Should I ask him about it? 
Uh, we've only been back in contact for about a month now. Okay, so um, it really depends on kind of like what the nature of your current relationship is and where the emotional connection is at and also the actual messages that you're sending too, right? Because sometimes people will send messages and they don't really warrant a response. Like, you know, sometimes people send messages, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of you or hope you have a great day or something like that. And, and, you know, sure, maybe most people would respond, but some people it might just not occur to them to respond because there's no question mark in that message. It's not, there's no actual question, there's no actual, hey, please respond to this. Um, and it also kind of depends on the emotional connection where you're at too, because, you know, the two of you did obviously go through a breakup and if you're going to be in the process of coming back together again, there's going to be a point of confusion where um, your ex is really kind of questioning, hey, like we broke up, but now we're interacting. Is this good? Is this bad? Like, what do I want, right? And so they're going to be stuck in this point of confusion where they do not necessarily know what it is that they want. And so be when they are in this point of confusion and they don't know what they want, their actions are going to be very sporadic and very unpredictable because in one moment they may feel one way and they may behave in one way because of that feeling. And then in the next moment they may feel a different way and they may behave in a completely different way because of that feeling as well. So, you know, they might feel really connected to you and they might want to respond to you, but then they might get confused and then they might not want to respond to you and pull away. And so that could be happening as well. Um, so what I would do is I would just keep all of that in mind and consider that while you are uh, interacting with him. Looks like we had a couple more questions. Um, I was in no contact for about a week. My ex sent me a text that she wishes me the best, that also she keeps wondering how I'm doing. What does this mean? It just means that your ex is thinking about you. I mean, it could mean a lot of different things. It could mean that your ex misses you. It could mean that your ex is thinking about you. It could be that your ex um, was digging through their closet and they found something that reminded them of you and they suddenly missed you a lot and wanted to see what you're doing. It could mean that your ex has been sitting there missing you for weeks and they have just been holding the phone in their hands wondering, should I text you? Should I text you? Should I text you? And finally the urge won out and they did. I mean, I, there, there's no definitive answer based off of just that. Um, let's see, what else is going on? Uh, Clay, I did severe post-breakup mistakes like begging, crying, reaching out to common friends for four months, and it made her super annoyed and angry, and she said she hates me, and she said she never wants to get back together with me again, ever. Um, okay, there's no actual question there, but if I was going to give you some advice, um, just know that a lot of that anger and hatred is coming from a high level of emotional resistance towards the way that you were bringing yourself to that interaction in that, in, in that past you know, four months or so. And so as you start to change the way that you bring yourself to the interactions, your ex's behavior might start to change as well too. So suddenly if you're not begging, if you're not uh, overly contacting them multiple, you know, like 10 times a day or whatever, don't worry, I've been there myself, uh, 10 times a day or whatever, um, they may suddenly feel more spaciousness and because of that spaciousness, they may have more of a capacity to interact with you and to relate to you, okay? See if we can do one more question. 
before this video teeters on the edge of obnoxiously long and I start getting angry comments about how this is way too long. Okay, um, Mike's is with somebody else that she met at her new job. She started three months ago and she keeps contacting me, um, keeps contacting me randomly saying that she misses me, loves me, and that she is confused. I was with her for nine years and she went into another relationship weeks after we broke up. Okay, I mean, that's clearly a rebound relationship. Clearly your ex has not dealt with the emotions from your time together and they did what a lot of people do, which is to try to leapfrog past all of those breakup emotions by jumping into a new relationship. Um, that does not really work very effectively and she is experiencing the effects of that, which is that she's having to deal with those emotions anyway. And um, I mean, obviously the rebound relationship isn't working out so great, otherwise she wouldn't be contacting you, saying I miss you, um, all of that stuff. So um, that's my take on that situation. Um, anyway, guys, this is a little bit over 20 minutes, so I'm gonna wrap this up, but thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, thank you so much for giving me a thumbs up and all that. Uh, if you haven't already, please go ahead and do that. And if you want to learn more about how to have a great relationship, you would probably love our book called Be Loved For Who You Are over at modernlove.life slash book. Anyway, guys, I will talk to you tomorrow. And I'll, I actually don't know what tomorrow's video will be on, but we'll figure it out. Anyway, take care.